Like I said earlier, I'm excited about what God is doing. I'm excited about what he's been doing in our church, in our lives, just the testimonies, just the breakthroughs, just the miracles that God has been doing during this new year. And it's truly excited to see what God has done. Well, we've come, amen, to the final day of the month of January. The month has flew by. We are today, January 31st, 2016. We were just celebrating the crossover watch night. It just seems like it was just yesterday. But the first month of 2016, amen, is coming to a close, amen. And as we prepare to move forward in what God has done and what he's doing in our lives, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's wonderful that we continue to recap and rehearse in our hearts what he's been speaking to us. I, I had no idea, first of all, that um, Sister Marola was going to even go back and recap on the notes. And as soon as she was done, I said, well, that's the message pretty much for the day. We could just set a benediction now and just go home. Amen. Because the word of God speaks for, you know, it, it, itself. And, and then she had the nerve to say, when Jesus says yes, nobody can't say no. And I said, she doesn't have any idea that she's on in my message this morning. Amen. And so I'm just excited about what God has done and what he's going to do. It's just a confirmation from the Holy Ghost for you, church, to buckle your seatbelts because we're about to go on a ride. Amen. Watch it today, neighbor. Buckle your seatbelt. We're about to go on a ride this morning. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 6. And I'm asking us all to stand for the reading of God's word this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 36. Amen. When you have it, I know that you're standing. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. While you're getting that for the month of January has been our Starting Strong 2016 message series. Amen. It started during watch night service where we talked about the crossover. Amen. The Lord has been having us deal with the book of Joshua. Every time I try to get away from the book of Joshua, from Joshua, somehow he always brings me back to Joshua. It's funny how you can read the word over and over and get something new every time you read it. And so we started with the book of Joshua and then we went into um, to, to our first um, part of week one of our series and we talked about how God has crowned the new year with his bounty. In other words, all that you needed 2016 has already been provided for you. The Bible said he daily loaded us with benefits. In other words, everything that you stand in need of, it's already done for 2016. You don't need to ask for it. You just need to thank God for it. We're not in the place of asking. We're in the place of thanking. Hallelujah. Somebody got that just now. You're not in a place of asking. You're in a place of thanking. Amen. You're not in a place of asking God for a miracle. You're in a place of thanking God for a miracle. You're not in a place of asking God for a healing. You're in a place of thanking. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost already. You're in a place of thanking God for that new house. You're in a place of thanking God for that baby. You're in a place of thanking God for that house. You're in a place of thanking God for that child. You're in the place of thanking God for that turnaround for you. You don't have to beg for it. Children don't have to beg. Children just say thank you. Thank you. Why don't you just tell the Lord thank you. Thank you Lord. Thank you that's already mine. Lord have me. I'm not even in my message yet. Help me Jesus. I told you to buckle your seatbelt. We're going for a ride this morning. Hallelujah. And so he crowned the new year with his bounty. Amen. And then if he was at all night prayer, we spoke about the prayer of Jabez. Amen. How we prayed that God would enlarge our territory. Amen. Because we're taking territory in 2016. And if he was there for that, we, we shared about that. And then after that, we, we, we spoke about getting started. Amen. That some of us have been waiting and waiting for God to give us the green light. And God has already given us the green light. He said, it's time for you to get ready to get set and to go. Amen. And then the last time we got together, amen, it was two Sundays ago, we spoke about go take it. It's yours. Go take it. There's some territory. There's a blessing. There's a miracle. There's a promise with your name on it. Go take it. It's yours. 
And so it brings us to this final week, to the culmination of all that God has been speaking to us, church, for the month of January. So let's go into the word of God this morning. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. Familiar portion of scripture, but this is going to be our crowning scripture for today. And then we're going to go back into the book of Joshua once again. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. I'm going to read that again. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. God has a promise with your name on it. He has a promise with your name on it. But he wants us to persevere so that after we've done the will of God, we will receive all that he has in store for us. Amen? Amen. Let's bow heads in prayer. Father, we come before you this morning and we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for what you've done during this month. We have seen the shift. We have seen the changes. We have seen, we have seen you move and, 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 and do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or even think. So right now, Father, we ask that you would speak to us a rhema word, oh God. Holy Spirit, I ask that you will take full control, full rule, and full reign over this service this morning. I pray we will not leave the same way we came. But when we leave this place, we know that we have had an encounter with Almighty God. So Holy Spirit, come now and flood this place with your glory. Flood this place with your power and being glorified in all that we say and do in the precious name of Jesus. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my Redeemer and strength. In the precious name of Jesus, I ask all these things. And if you believe that this morning, say amen. Say amen again. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well, let's get right into it. I want to share with you this morning as we go into the final installment of the Starting Strong message series. And I, I, I want to speak to you from the subject title, A Place Called Gilgal. A Place Called Gilgal. A Place Called Gilgal. Now, if you've been here during the last few weeks, you've been hearing that name Gilgal come up a couple of times in some of the messages that I've shared. And as I was praying and asking the Lord, what would he have me to share with you this morning? I kept hearing the name of the word Gilgal. And I said, but Lord, I talked about Gilgal briefly the last time that I, 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 I was with your people. And while we've been on this time of prayer and fasting, this time of, of, of consecration for these 21 days, that's the name that kept coming in my spirit, Gilgal. And I said, Lord, Lord, what is so important about this place called Gilgal? Gilgal, what is so important about this place? And he said to me, he said, this is where my people is. This is where my church is in this hour. They're at, they're at a place called Gilgal. Now, let me give you some, some, some history so you can understand what in the world is pastor talking about Gilgal. Now, the Bible says that the children of Israel were in the wilderness for 40 years. Amen. Bible says that Moses... God's servant, God's chosen man died in the wilderness. He, he, he was not allowed to cross over into the promised land. As a matter of fact, that whole generation perished in the wilderness because they were not willing to trust God at his word. God gave them a promise, but they aborted God's promise because they were so focused on the natural, they didn't understand that God had his super to match their natural. And so essentially they died and God says, I'm going to raise up your children to go into the promised land. So now Moses' generation died. God raises up Joshua. Amen. And God says to Joshua, now I want you to cross over the Jordan River. Remember, the children of Israel came out of Egypt. Egypt, they were in bondage. They were in slavery for 400 years. 
God dropped the Red Sea. He bore them across the Red Sea. They were in the wilderness for 40 years. Then after 40 years, that generation died because they weren't obedient to the promise of God. God raised up the next generation. He said, now I'm going to take you in to the promised land. So God crosses them over the river Jordan. And when they cross over the river Jordan, the very first place that they stop or that they camp at is a place called Gilgal. It's a place called Gilgal. Now, what's so um, 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 funny about this place called Gilgal, it really was a place of transition for God's people. You have to understand that God's people during that time were nomadic. They did not have a country of their own. They went from place to place to place. They were a people of the wilderness. But now God was saying, I'm going to establish you as a nation. God was transitioning his people from one place and taking them to another place. But they were in this peculiar place called Gilgal. Now the word Gilgal literally means a rolling of way. When you look at the word Gilgal in Hebrew, it literally means circle. Everybody say circle. circle. Yeah, it really means circle. And the Bible says that it was called Gilgal because it was a place where God rolled away the reproach of the Egyptian slavery. Gilgal was a place where God began to take all of their past, all of the issues, all of their sins, all of the disobedience from the, from, from, from the, from the generation before off of them. It was a place where God was transitioning his people for the grade that he had for them. Gilgal was also a place of memorial. <laughs> the Bible says in Joshua chapter nine, chapter 4, verse 19 through 24, it says, On the tenth day of the first month, the people went up from the Jordan and camped at Gilgal on the eastern border of Jericho. In other words, they were in the, in, in the suburbs or the plains of, of Jericho. If you know anything about Jericho, Jericho was the first major city that they took captive after they crossed over um, the Jordan River. And Joshua set up camp at Gilgal and 12 stones they had taken out of the Jordan. And he said to them, in the future, when your descendants ask their fathers, what does these stones mean? Tell them Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. As they crossed over the Jordan, it actually took up rocks from the bedrock of the river as a memorial for what God has done. Gilgal was a place where they memorialize their past. How do you bring that current, Pastor? We are at a pivotal point as a church. And when I mean a church, I'm talking about you individually. You're at a pivotal point where you've been asking God, Lord, I want the promise. I want your blessing. I, I want the great things that you have in store for me. But you're at a place called Gilgal. You're at a place of transition. You're at a place where God is trying to prepare you for what is coming next. But you have to allow God to roll away the reproach of your past. So many times we want the future that God has for us, but there are things that are chaining us from our past. It's almost like some of us, we have like a little leech on our foot that every time we, we go forward, something can keep, keep pulling us back. We, we want to reach towards what God has for us, but the reproach, the sin, the issues, the things that keep us up at night, the, the situations that we fall back in, those besetting sins, those, those temptations keep us captive from going after the dream and the destiny and the promise that God has in store for us. You're at a place called Gilgal. 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 It was a place of memorial. It was a place where they looked back and they saw how God kept them those 40 years. You see, you're at a place right now, you wonder how in the world did I make it through that wilderness experience? How in the world did I make it through that storm? How in the world did I make it through that divorce? How in the world did I make it through that tragedy? How in the world did I make it through losing my job? How in the world did I make it not having no money in the bank account? How in the world did I make it? It's a place of memorial. It's a place of memorial. It's a place for you to look back at what God has done. It's a place for you to take some self-introspection and look at your past. You have to realize you have not you didn't get here by yourself. By your fine, attractive self. You didn't make it here by yourself. Somebody helped you along the way. 
Somebody guided you. Somebody picked you up when you fell. Even when you fell into a ditch, someone dug you out. It was God. You're at a place called Gilgal. You're at the place of transition. You're at the place where he's trying to mold you and make you into a new people. And that's what God was doing with Israel. He's saying, you are a nomadic people. Now I'm going to make you a nation. They didn't know what it is. They didn't know what it was to be a nation. They didn't know what it is to have their own. God took care of them. He provided everything that they needed. He was a, a, a cloud of glory by day, a pillar of fire by night. That's how he led his people. They didn't know what it is to, to, to live in an in 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 establishment that had a foundation. By God. They pitched tents everywhere they went. They didn't have a, 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 a temple. Amen. That was a permanent established place. They pitched a tent. The glory of the Lord was in a tent. <laughs> and so here was now God transitioning his people and preparing them for something greater. But now he had to shift them. He brought them to a place called Gilgal. Gilgal was a place of circumcision. The Bible says the generation that came out of Egypt, they were circumcised in Egypt. But their children was not circumcised because they were children of the desert. So before they could even go into the promise that God had for them, he had to circumcise them. What does circumcision have to do with us, pastor? Circumcision has to do with the cutting away of flesh. The cutting away of carnality. The cutting away of sinful habits. The cutting away of the things that, that occupy your heart. The cutting away of those things that block you from serving the Lord. You're at a place called Gilgal. If you want the promise, you have to allow God to circumcise your heart. We could say, Lord, I want it, God. I want the blessing. I want the promise. I want the glory. I want what you have for me. And he said, do you really want it? Because you really want it, that means I got to cut you. I got to cut you. Tell your neighbor, he got to cut you. Yeah, he got to cut you. He, he, he gotta, I ain't talking about the cut on the street where someone said, you better get out of my face if I cut you. No, God wants to do some surgery on you. He wants to cut away the flesh. He wants to cut away the thing that's been holding you back. He wants to cut away your major malfunction. He wants to cut away the things that keep tripping you up. He wants to cut away your stinking thinking. He wants to cut away your cussing self. He wants to cut away your jealousy. He wants to cut away your lust. He wants to cut away your lesbianism. He wants to cut away your homosexuality. He wants to cut away your fornicating self. He wants to cut it away. He wants to cleanse you. He wants to wash you. Because if he releases you into the promise before it's time, you will destroy what he's promised you. You will mess up the blessing. You will abort the plan. He can't release you into the promise until you are right where you need to be. So some of you are in Gilgal. The church is in Gilgal. We say, God, we want the double. When Jesus says, yes, no matter, and no one is saying no but you. He's saying, yes, but I want it. But he said, okay, I'm going to give it to you. No, Lord, I don't want to be cut. And so we're stuck in this place. And God is trying to help us this morning because you're at a place called Gilgal. Gilgal is a place between Jordan and Jericho. You see, Jordan was the place, was the bridge, was the access point that God used to bring the people into Canaan land. But they wasn't quite at Jericho yet. They were on the suburbs. They could see Jericho in the distance, but they were not in the place yet. And some of you are so close to the promise. You can smell it. You can taste it. You can see it in the distance. But if you just allow God just to prepare you in this place called Gilgal, then you will see the manifestation of what God promised you. It was their place of preparation. Everybody say preparation. Yeah. See, God's trying to prepare us today. You're so close, but yet so far. You crossed over. It was God preparing his people. He's saying, you want it now? Okay, I crossed you over the Jordan. You're actually in it now. You're stepping. You're on the territory. 
you're, you're, you're right on the outside of the gate. You're, 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 you're right there. Okay. I made it across that Jordan River. I didn't think, I don't know how I was going to do that, but we did that. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite out of the wilderness. I'm out of the wilderness, but the wilderness is not out of me. And that's the problem. We got too much wilderness in us. And so the place of Gilgal was God getting the wilderness out of you. It was God getting that, 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 that mindset, that wandering mindset out of you. God was trying to build an establishment, but your heart is still wilderness. Your heart is still tent. You ain't thinking ownership. You ain't thinking having your own. You still suck on renting when God wants you to own something. You still suck on working for the man. God wants you to have your own business. You see, the problem is you still got wilderness on the inside of you. You ain't even trying to do nothing this season, but God is saying now is the time. Now is the place for me to transition you for the promise that I have in store for you. You're close to the promise. You're close to what God has in store for you. But you're stuck at Gilgal. At Gilgal. Gilgal was a place of metamorphosis. As a cocoon is to a caterpillar. That's what Gilgal is. Gilgal is a place where God takes you from crawling to a place of soaring. You see, this is the place where God begins to put you into a cocoon. And begins to transform you. Begins to allow you to go through a metamorphosis for what he has for you. You see, we're at the end of January. And this is normally the time where the excitement from the new year begins to wane. This is knowing the time where all the resolutions and the goals that you made January 1st are saying, this is going to be my year, this is going to be my time. This is the week when it begins to wane. This is the week where we begin to default and we go back into our wilderness thinking and living. And then we don't come back to this thing until 2017 all over again. But I'm here to declare to you that not so this year. I was speaking to a brother doing after Thursday night prayer. He said, Pastor, I'm not going back. He said, my prayer life has changed during these 21 days. He said, I can't go back. He said, I can't go back to praying three days a week and just going to God when I, whenever I feel. He said, I, my life, I'm not going back. I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to go back to the old way. You have to have a tenacity in your heart this year that you're not going I told my wife, I said, we're not going back. I'm not going to default back. Say what you want to say. I'm not going back. I will leave you behind. I'm going all the way. And that's the mindset that we have to have as a church, that we're going all the way. But you have to allow God to deal with your heart at Gilgal. 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 Gilgal was the place where the presence of God was. Gilgal was, was, was the place that later became a fortified city. It became a stronghold for Israel. Gilgal was the place where God appointed the first king of Israel. Gilgal was the place where he established the first school of the prophets. It was the place where Samuel, the first of the prophets, the last of the judges, established his rule. Gilgal was a significant place. They didn't even know that it was a significant place. They just thought it was just a dusty old place where we just threw some stones to remember what God has did. But God had a future in store for Israel. Gilgal was the place that God used. It was a military stronghold for them. Gilgal was a place that God used for his glory, for his splendor, for his honor. Gilgal was the place where they celebrate the first Passover in Canaan. They celebrate how God covered them. When the deaf angel came, remember they had the pit, the blood post, the, 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 the blood on the doors and the doorposts to protect them when the deaf angel came over. They celebrated Passover. Christ is our Passover. That when the spirit of death comes against us, the spirit of death sees the blood of Jesus and we're covered in the blood of Jesus. That's why we celebrate communion every first Sunday. We celebrate the Passover. We celebrate of God delivering us and setting us free from our spiritual place of Egypt, from our spiritual place of slavery, from our spiritual place of bondage. 
And so they celebrate the Passover. And the Bible says that as they celebrate Passover, the very next day, the Bible says they begin to cultivate the soul and the land. So you're close because it's, 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 I, I, like, I like what it says here. It says in um, Joshua chapter 5, and, and, and it says... Um, it says, verse 10, it says, On the evening of the 14th day of the month, while camped at Gilgal, or the plains of Jericho, the Israelites celebrate the Passover. The day after the Passover, the very day, I like what it says, the day after, the very day, they ate some of the, some, someone say some. They ate some, not all, because they weren't fully in the promise yet. They were just on the outskirts of the promise. They ate some of the produce of the land. They got a taste of what was about to come. Some of you are already getting a taste of what God wants to do in 2016. Some of you are getting a, 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 just a little appetizer, just, just a little something just to wet your breath, just to let you know what he wants to do in your life in 2016. If you allow him to transition you at Gilgal. After they produced and ate some of the produce, unleavened bread and roasted grain, the Bible says the very next day the manna stopped. The manna stopped. In other words, God transitioned them. God was transitioning them from a nomadic people to a people that were established to a nation. God is establishing you in this season. He's preparing you for what is about to come. Tell your neighbor, it's coming. Yeah, when Jesus says yes, nobody can't say no. Now, one thing I, I, I like about this Gilgal one thing I like about this, this, this place, yes, it was a place of transition. Yes, it was a place when God had to cut away the flesh and it was kind of painful because the Bible says they remained in Gilgal until they were healed. So in other words, they had to get healed in Gilgal. Some of you are getting healed right now in Gilgal. God is healing you. He's healing your body. He's healing your mind. He's healing your marriage. He's healing your emotions. He's healing your insecurities. He's healing you. This is a place of healing. Gilgal was a place of healing. God cannot send you into the promised land broken. He sends you forth in his peace. And the word peace is shalom. And the word shalom means nothing missing and nothing broken. You cannot access God's promise broken this year. There will be no malfunctions this year. This is the place called Gilgal. Now Gilgal was a place help me Holy Ghost Gilgal was a, 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 a place of, of a coming of age for God's people they were coming out of being a slave having a slave wilderness mindset to be an established nation Gilgal was a, a place for the Israelites to come out because the Bible says once the Israelites stepped foot over the Jordan River into Gilgal the kings around them got scared the Bible actually says that Jericho shut down their gates so no one could get into their city because they had a sense what was about to come. You see, God was positioning Israel to take territory. God was positioning Israel to take their place. And the enemy got scared when they began to take their step towards their territory. You see, this place called Gilgal was a rite of passage for God's people. It was a rite of passage. It was God maturing them for what he had for them. It was God preparing them. See, God is maturing you. See, you thought you was ready for the promise last year, but you really wasn't, if you be honest. You know you really wanted it, but you didn't want, you didn't want to do what it took to get it. And then you didn't want to do what it took to keep it, because once you got it, you got to keep it. Amen. You want it, but you got to maintain it. You want the man, but you got to deal with the man. You want the baby, but you got to rear the baby. You want the job, but you got to work over time. Come on, say, you want the ministry, but you got to work. Yes, we cry for a church, but if you want the church building, you got to maintain the building. Got to keep the lights on, got to fix the air conditioner, got to snow the, got to get rid of the snow outside, got to clean the pew. It's work. It's responsibility. We talk about we want it, but to how much is given, much is required. Do you have what's required for the promise? Once you have it, you have to maintain it. <laughs> you see, God gave them a little taste of the grain because he said, I'm giving you the land, but now you got to cultivate the land. 
Come on, say cultivate. Yeah, you got to cultivate the soul. God is giving you, God has allowed you to be at Gilgal. That means you, you crossed over into Canaan. You crossed over to the promised land. Cultivate what's around you. You say, well, God is not blessing me the way I thought he was anymore. Now there's something else he has for you to do. You got to cultivate the land. You see, the way you cultivate is to indicate what you're going to do when he gives you more. If you can't be faithful with the few, how can you expect him to give you much more? Lord, I want to make more money. If you're not faithful with your little 20000 how do you expect the 100000 Oh, it dropped in here. Lord, preach, pastor, preach. Yes, preach, pastor. I've got to encourage myself on that one. Y'all got quiet on that. You want God to bless you with a salary, but you can't even tie. You throwing five dollars in the bucket, but you're supposed to be throwing three hundred. Come on now, come on, stop playing. If you really want the blessing, you have to do what's required of you in this season. God doesn't bless mess. Lord, help me today. Help me, Holy Ghost. Lord Jesus. So the Lord said it was a, a rites of passage and a coming of age for Israel. It was a place in which they were becoming mature. Someone said mature. Yeah, it was a place of them putting away the childish things, putting away their wilderness habits, putting away the things that would stop them and block them from becoming an established people. God wants to make us an established church. He wants to make us an established uh, army. He wants to make us uh, established in our homes, in our marriages, in our communities. He wants to do something new in us, but we have to get through Gilgal. 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 Gilgal was a place of instruction. It was a place where Joshua was near Gilgal. He looked up. He saw a man standing with the sword drawn. He said, are you for us against us? He said, neither. He said, I'm a commander of the army of the Lord. I have now come. It was the place where God gave instruction. God is giving some people instruction, some of you instruction about what you need to do. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss the download of God in your spirit. Don't get so busy in this season. If, you've not, if you have not been fasting, get on board. There's a few days left. It's quiet in here. Because God is trying to get, Don't blame, oh, they're just doing that prayer and fasting thing. I don't see what's the benefit. The devil is a liar. I'm telling you, we're going to reap some benefits. I'm telling you. There's some things that only come through prayer and fasting. You can pray all you want. Ain't nothing going to happen. You're going to be hit a brick wall. But when you turn down that plate, <laughs> it's like a bulldozer going to run right through it and open up the opportunities that you've been praising God for and praying for. It was a place of instruction. It was their rites of passage because the Bible says that even in Joshua 6, it's, 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 it's where the Lord spoke to Joshua and he said, now... I have delivered Jericho into your hands. God couldn't deliver Jericho into their hands until they went through the process at Gilgal. Until they went through the cutting of the way. Until they cultivate the, 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 the soil and produce the harvest. Until they had their first Passover. There was a process that they had to go through. They had to go through that cocoon stage to prepare them for the greater that God had in store for them. And, I, and I'm telling you, church, this is the place that we're at right now. We're at a pivotal place as a church. And what I mean as a church, I'm talking to you individually. So we say church, we say, oh, that's just the gathering church. It's the gathering church is not some theory up in the sky. You are the gathering church. Say, I am the gathering church. Yeah, you are the gathering church. So when I speak about the church, I'm talking to you. Imagine me pointing to you individually. There's some things that you have to do. Not your neighbor, you. Not your wife, you. Not your husband, you. I'm talking to you this morning. If I can multiply myself times 20 and 30, I'll be on your faces. You, 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 you. Because sometimes we say, oh, yeah, the church, mm-hmm, the church, the church. No, I am the church. If this building were burned down, the church still exists. The church is a building not made by hands. We are the church. It was a place called Gilgal. It was their rites of passage. It was the coming out. It was a coming of age. And, and, and you know, God began to speak to me about this rites of passage. I said, God, what is going on with this rites of passage thing? This thing kept sticking to me. And he said, Arthur, 
What's a rites of, rites of passage? I'm saying, rites of passage is where they celebrate the maturity, especially of someone who was young, amen, and now they come to a place from being an adolescent to a place of maturity. So a place of adulthood. You know, in the Jewish culture, you have bar mitzvahs, bath mitzvahs. Um, in, 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 in the Hispanic community, you have quinceaneras when they celebrate. But in the Christian culture, there's a thing called sweet 16. That's okay. What? Sweet 16. And he said, what year is it? He says, 2016 is going to be sweet. 2016, this is your sweet 16, church. This is your rites of passage. This is your coming out time. This is your coming of age. This is you going into the promise. This is you walking in the miraculous. I'm preaching, but I wish someone would get this in their spirit this morning. It is a sweet 16. It is a time to reign. It is a time to rule. It is a time to conquer and to take territory. This is your sweet 16. Tell your neighbor sweet 16. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. If you believe that, shout up and praise God right now. If you believe that, shout up and praise God right now. If you believe that, sit on your feet and praise God right now. Praise God for a sweet 16. Praise God that this is your year. Praise God that this is your time for manifestation. Praise God that this is your time for breakthrough. Praise God that he has not forgotten you. He has not overlooked you. He has not put you on the back burner somewhere. No man might forget me. God won't forget me. I may kill down, but I prepare myself to go after Jericho. I prepare myself to march around the world. I prepare myself for new territory. I prepare myself for a new land. I prepare myself for the great things that God has in store for me. A sweet 16. A sweet 16. Sweet 16 party is wonderful because it's, it's, it's a rites of passage. It's a time where people come around and they admire you. They celebrate you. They bring gifts to you. Hallelujah. I wish you would get this prophetically in your spirit. I wish you would get the symbolism that I'm trying to paint before you. A sweet 16 is where it's when the young lady comes in because we are the bride of Christ. It's where the lady comes in. The young girl comes in and they begin to treat her like royalty. She normally has a tiara on her head. She normally has a little gown. She normally has a little throne that she sits on. She has a little corsage. Come on now. And they begin to sing her praises. They begin to love her. They begin to shower her with gifts. They begin to spoil her. They begin to pamper her. And God is saying, this is my church in 2016. This is your sweet 16. That he's going to shower you. That he's going to treat you like royalty because you're nothing but a prince and a princess. He's going to bless you with surprise gifts, things that you never thought you would ever be able to get. He's going to give it to you in 2016. If you could just get out of this place, if you just go through the process, church, I'm telling you this year will be extraordinary. Tell your neighbor, this year would be extraordinary. Oh, yeah, Tom, this is my sweet 16. Uh huh, y'all don't act like I believe that. Act like you believe that. See, the problem is you hoping. And see, hope doesn't work. I ain't talking about hope, I'm talking about you believe it. When you believe it, that says that settles it. See, hope is wavering. Well, I hope so. I hope. No, no, no. See, that, that's why you're going to get none if you keep saying hope. I need you to graduate yourself to faith. I need you to, when you tell your neighbor the next time, you're going to believe that it's happening now. Tell your neighbor, this is my sweet 16. Come on, this is my sweet 16. This is my sweet 16. This is my sweet 16. This is my year. I'm not hoping no more. I ain't hoping no more. Forget hope. I know now. I believe now. I have faith now. I have trust now. I believe God now. 
Oh my God, this is it, church. This is what you've been praying for. You can't go back. The Jordan is already flowing again. You can't cross back into the wilderness. You might as well get out of Gilgal. You might as well just go through the process. Allow him to cut away the flesh. Allow him to get away the old things. Allow him to roll the reproach off you. Allow him to cut the change from your past. Because he has a bright future for you. This is your sweet 16. We are not going backwards. We're not going backwards. My late bishop preached a message years ago. He said, get on board, get out the way, or get run over. And I'm perfectly declaring that word that he spoke over 20 years ago, over two, three decades ago. Get on board, gathering church. Get out the way, or get run over. Because we're going now. We're moving now. We're advancing now. I'm not hoping. I'm moving. If you don't want to go, God bless you. I see you when I see you. But I got to go. Bye, Felicia. I got to go. Bye, Felicia. I got to go. Bye, Felicia. I got to go. I have to go. I can't keep talking to you. You don't want to go nowhere. But I want to go. Bye, Felicia. Bye. Adios! Speaks to the hand. I'm going with God's plan. This is my time. This is my moment. This is my season. Go ahead on me. You don't know where I went through the wilderness. You don't know what hell I've been through. But I'm a Gilgal. And I'm coming out. I'm a Gilgal. And I'm coming out. I'm a Gilgal. And it's my rites of passage. It's my coming of age. Now I'm stronger. I'm wiser. I can think clear. I'm more responsible. He can trust me with this. I have integrity now. I have what I need now. He worked on my character. He worked on my mind. He worked on my prayer life. He worked on my marriage. He worked on my spirit. But now he's prepared me. Prepared me for the greater. Prepared me for the miracle. Prepared me for my promise. Sweet 16, I need, you, I need you to get in the house real quick. This is, this is a prophetic gesture. And I want you to touch seven people and tell them a sweet 16. Come on, touch seven people. Come on, completion, come on. Touch 750, seven people. Come on, my sweet 16. 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 Come on, give me, come on musicians. Come on, musicians. My sweet 16. 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 My better days. My glory days. My glory days. My glory days. My best days. My best days are yet ahead of me. The best. The best. The best is yet to come. My miracles on the way. My breakthroughs on the way. I'm in a place called Google. But this is the season. This is my moment for me to go after Jericho. I'm coming, Jericho. I'm about to take territory. I'm about to conquer. I'm about to conquer. I'm about to rule. I'm about to reign. This is my coming of age. This is my coming out. This is my sweet. Hey, Shedaraba, Robosa, Shendara, Goto. You need to persevere. But after you've done the will of God, you will receive what He promised. In other words, you need to press. You need to fight. You need to war. You need to be resilient. Don't give up. I ain't hoping no more. I'm declaring and decreeing. Oh yes, I declare. 
celebrate the entrance of, you know, the, the person of honor, you know, they sit down and they have a, a royal, you know, dinner, amen, and they eat and they, they, they have festivities and that show videos and pictures of how the person has matured over the age. And, and see, so you see how God has matured you over, you know, the age. And, and so they get through all that and then they have, you know, guests of honor come and, 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 and give words of homage, words of encouragement, words of, of blessing. And, that, and that's wonderful. And it, and it comes to this part near the end of the Sweet 16, where it's time to dance. Where it's time to celebrate. Where it's time to hit the floor. Where it's time to pick up those feet and move those hands. Because she's crossed over. She's crossed over. She made it. It's a rites of passage. And I just need you. If all of you want to do it, I just need someone to pick up their feet and lift their hands. I need someone to go for a dance. If you have to get in the aisle, get in the aisle. But let the devil know that this is your sweet 16. So on the count of three, I need everything moving in this church. I need everything moving in this church. I need everybody praising God in this church. On the count of three, it's your time to hit the dance floor. It's your time to praise him. It's your time to celebrate. Because you've been through too much not to celebrate. You've been through too much to keep your mouth shut. You've been through too much hell in the last 10 years for you just to sit there and be quiet. So one, two, two and a half, three, praise him! Praise him! When the sweet 16 get real good, I'm moving by yourself. But it gets real good when you get a partner. It gets real good when you get a partner to dance with you. So I need you to find a partner. Come again out, go find a partner. Just so who's gonna say, you don't want no haters. Just so who's gonna be happy for you. You don't need no one being jealous for you. You need someone who's gonna celebrate you. And you celebrate them. Come on, ain't no hate. It's time to celebrate. It's my sweet 16. It's my moment. One, two, three, dance.
celebrated. I told you we're celebrated. I'm partying a band. Give me a banner. I'm telling you we're celebrating. This is our party. This is our party. This is our moment. This is our time. You see, this is prophetic right now. And as you're praising him, he's shifting. My God, I see glory on this church. As you're praising, he's shifting. I see a cloud in here. As you're praising, he's shifting. If you want it, press into it. If you want it, press into it. If you want it, press into it. Don't look at me. Close your eyes and go for broke. Go for yourself. Praise him for yourself. Praise him for your miracle. Praise him for your breakthrough. Praise him for your marriage. Praise him for your healing. Praise him for your deliverance. We're waving because we got victory. We're waving because we are an army and we're taking territory. The red is for the blood. The green is for growth and advancement. The silver is for refinement. And we're coming forth. We're coming forth. We're coming forth. We're coming forth. Hey, we're coming forth. Hey, we're coming forth. We're coming. Come on, musicians, play. Singers, get on that mic. This is a party, singers. Come on. We're going forth. 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 Come on. Hey. We're going forth. 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 I'm giving this to you prophetically because it's going to be growth in this season for you. You've been saying, Lord, I'm waiting for some things to shift. I'm waiting for some change to change, even in my schedule. Lord, I wish I could be more involved. I wish I could do more. And God is saying he's about to shift some stuff for you. So as you wave this flag and go around this church, it's shifting for you. And Jesus saying, wave it. I'm going forth. I'm going forth. We're going forth. It took a lot to get to Gilgal. wish there were those who are standing with you right now but they're not here. It could have been a friend. It could have been a relative. It could have been an old acquaintance. But you're here because it's a miracle. You're here because you crossed over and because you want so badly what God has promised you. You want it with all of your heart. And I'm here to say in this place called Gal, it was also a place of execution and divine strategy. And I'm praying for you today that God would give you the strategy that you need now to advance. Gilgal is not a place to stay in. Gilgal is a place of memorial. It's where you remember what he's done, but you move on to the greater. You remember how he shifted you and transitioned you and took you through a metamorphosis. But you're not the same now. You're not the same. You're not a people now. You're a nation. We are 
priesthood, a holy nation, <laughs> a chosen people <laughs> who he has called out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are his bride. And this is our sweet 16. This is our moment. This is our time. And I'm not going to miss the opportunity. I'm not hoping. I believe. It's now. In my life. In my marriage. On my job. In my ministry. In my church. It's now. It's now. It's now. I don't have other answers. But Lord, now, lift your hands. We come. Because we want to move forward now. We come. Because you have declared this moment, this time, this place called Gilgal. The place where you're rolling away. The place where you're removing the reproach the sins, the slavery, the things that had us in bondage, the things that we couldn't seem to break off for us. This is the moment. This is the time where you're cutting them away. You're rolling them away. All the bondage setting sins all of the habits Lord you're rolling them away you're breathing now a fresh anointing all over this place of transition it's our place of preparation it's our place of execution but we're moving we're moving we're pressing we're fighting we're moving even we have to call <laughs> Grow on our knees. Uh, we're moving in 2016. Uh, this is our year. Oh, Lord. So, Father, you're making all things new. As we've been in this place, the Israelites couldn't move any forward. Couldn't move forward until they stopped and dealt with you at Gilgal. God, they couldn't move forward unless they heard from you. Unless Joshua heard from you. And you gave them instruction. And so now I'm praying for instruction. For those who are standing on this altar, those who are watching by way of podcasts, I'm praying for instruction for you right now in the name of Jesus. I'm praying that God would speak a word to you. He will show you the path that you need to take. I'm praying that God will give you strategy. I pray that you won't miss your moment. You won't miss your time. This is the moment. This is my sweet 16. This is my rites of passage. This is my coming of age. This is my coming out party because you have matured me for this. You have processed me for this. And you have declared and decreed now is the time. So Father, I release divine strategies right now. Open their hearts, their minds, their ears that can hear right now. I call down divine strategies from heaven. Father, it didn't make sense the way you told Joshua, oh God, to conquer Jericho. You told him to march. They didn't even have to fight. They just need to march around the walls and it came down. Some of the strategies that you might give us might not make any sense, common sense to us, oh God. 
but nevertheless it's you speaking so that no matter how strange how different it might be we're going to obey you we're going to trust you we're going to move forward and step out on faith God so father right now in the name of Jesus we declare and we decree we declare and we decree 2016 is our sweet 16 it's our sweet 16 it's our rites of passage it's our coming of age it's our coming out coming out coming out so he could bring us in coming out so he could bring us in coming out so he could bring us into the promise that he has for us and we declare and decree that as the gathering church as the people who represent this church as the members of this church we are moving forward in Jesus name and if you believe that seal that with a praise right now come on seal that with your best praise